Hello and welcome to another teaching by 119 Ministries. Our ministry teaches that the whole Bible is true and applicable for our lives today. If you would like to learn more about what we believe and teach, please visit us at testeverything.net. We hope that you enjoy studying and testing the following teaching. We read just before the forming of Adam and Eve, Genesis chapter 2, verse 4. These are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created, and the day that Yahweh Elohim made the earth and the heavens. In the English, this verse is quickly read, and then we move on to the forming of Adam and Eve. However, in the Hebrew, the word generation is spelled with the modern Hebrew vav, or in ancient Hebrew, the wa. For the remainder of this teaching, we will simply refer to this Hebrew letter as the wall. But keep in mind that you might often hear this letter pronounced as the vav from other sources. This is the first occurrence of the word generation in the scriptures. After the fall of Adam and Eve, this word is not spelled with a wall any longer. The wall is missing, yet it is still the same Hebrew word for generation. We don't see a wall for generation in Genesis chapter 5, verse 1, chapter 6, verse 9, chapter 7, verse 1, chapter 9, verse 12, or any other instance going forward in the scriptures. The wall continues to be missing. That is, until we arrive to Ruth chapter 4, verse 18. Now, these are the generations of Perez. Perez fathered Hezron. So, the Hebrew word for generations before the fall, introducing Adam and Eve, contained a wall. After the fall, the wall is missing until we arrive to the generations of Perez. With Perez, the wall is restored back to its proper place. There are only two places in the scripture where the missing wall can be found. So some questions should come to mind. What did Adam, before the fall, have to do with the inclusion of the wall? Why did the generations of man lose the wall after the fall? And finally, why is the missing wall found in the generation of Perez? To fully appreciate the possible meaning of the missing wall, we may wish to better understand the Hebrew letter, the wall. The wall as man. The wall is the sixth letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Through tradition, it is also said to have the numerical value of six. In this way, tradition often points to the wall as a representation of man. Man was created on the sixth day. Many believe that there will be 6,000 years of man before the millennial reign of Messiah Yeshua. And the beast mentioned in Revelation is stated to be the number of man with three sixes. The first instance of a wall in the scriptures is this sixth word, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. The wall occurs in the sixth word between heaven and earth in Genesis 1, 1. Remember that because it is important. The pictograph for wall looks like a tent peg. Remember this as well. 
The heavens are metaphorically related to a tent and the prophets. For example, Isaiah 40:22. It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent to dwell in. The wall is the tent peg that connects heaven and earth. The wall literally means hook, as in to hook something together. We see the same idea with the hooks of silver that holds down the curtain that encloses the tabernacle. In Exodus 27, 9 through 10, it is the Hebrew letter wall that is used to represent those hooks. Do you see it? If the wall points to being a tent peg, connecting together heaven and earth, and man is also directly related to the wall, then we see why the wall is present in the Hebrew word for generation just prior to Adam being formed. Adam was, before the fall, the connective hook between heaven and earth. Adam had a direct relationship with the creator of the universe in the heavens, but he lost it in sin. And consequently, the wall in generations of man was lost as well. The wall connecting heaven and earth through Adam. Adam was the connective piece between Yahweh and earth. Adam, or man, was the centerpiece of creation. The center of the Torah is said to be Leviticus chapter 11, verse 42. In Leviticus 11.42, ancient manuscripts use an oversized wall, perhaps appropriately in the Hebrew word for belly, the center of a man. So, after the fall, the wall was removed from the generation of Adam. We are all of Adam, descending from Adam. So then, why does the generation of Perez once again include the wall in the Hebrew word for generation? The name Perez means breach, from the word Peretz, meaning to break through. God was going to break through the families of mankind in order to restore his creation back to its original intent. The restored wall is a picture of Messiah Yeshua, who was to and did descend from the generations of the line of Perez. The genealogy of the descendants of Perez indicated that the promised abolition of death through the work of his descendant, the Messiah, was drawing near. Just as the original wall was lost through the first Adam and his sin, so the wall is restored in the obedience of the second Adam, Messiah Yeshua. 1 Corinthians 15 Thus it is written, The first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam, Yeshua, became a life-giving spirit. In this way, Yeshua acts as the hook or tent peg, joining the tent of heaven back with earth, becoming the mediator between God and man. 1 Timothy 2.5 For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and men, the man, Messiah Yeshua. Through this, Yeshua will restore all things, including man. There is another way that the wall connects to Messiah Yeshua. Consider pausing this teaching and reading Numbers chapter 25. In Numbers 25, we see Phinehas, who is the grandson of Aaron the priest, was very passionate about removing wickedness from Israel. 
In his zeal, using a spear, he killed a man that was fornicating with a Moabite woman. Because of this, Yahweh removed the plague and Israel avoided destruction. In some ways, we can see how this is a type of Yeshua. Numbers 25.13 Because he was jealous for his God and made atonement for the people of Israel. In the previous verse, verse 12, we see something interesting with the wall found in the word for shalom. In ancient manuscripts, the wall is written with a break, meaning the wall is literally broken into two pieces. Numbers 25, 12. Therefore say, Behold, I give to him my covenant of peace. And here in the English word peace, the Hebrew word shalom contains a broken wall. According to scribal law, all letters are to be well formed. Letters cannot touch. Letters cannot be malformed, broken, or illegible. The fact that this wall is intentionally broken in two is more than highly irregular. So what is going on? Having related our Messiah to the wall earlier in the teaching, it may make sense to do that here again. The broken wall in the Hebrew word shalom, meaning peace, would relate to our Messiah being broken and through that brought us peace. Consider Isaiah 53, verse 5. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, shalom. And with his wounds, we are healed. In hidden form, ancient rabbis speculate and teach that the wall represents the number of man, and the broken wall represents a man that is broken, found in a verse pertaining to a covenant of peace. We hope that you found this teaching and insight as fascinating as we have. We pray that this teaching has blessed you. And remember, continue to test everything. Shalom. It is because of you, our generous supporters, who make it possible to offer these high-quality teachings completely free of charge. If you feel led to support 119 Ministries so that we can continue this effort, please visit testeverything.net and click on the Support 119 tab. Learn how you can partner with us to take the whole Word of God to the nations.